Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello everybody and welcome back. Today we're talking AFC East and West for previews. Um, yeah, my win-loss projections, um, last year's results, key additions, key losses, division winners. We got it all on this episode, so we are going to just hit it right on off. Starting in the AFC East, first team we're going to cover, everyone's favorite football team this season, the Buffalo Bills. Last season, the Bills went 11-6, and winning the AFC East. Their over-under win projection this season from FanDuel Sportsbook is 11.5 wins. I have taken the over, and let me tell you why with their key additions. Tavon Austin at wide receiver. If you don't know and look up the kick returns and the receptions from this guy. Jamison Crowder, another wide receiver addition from the Jets, who had good numbers when he played on the Jets. O.J. Howard at tight end from the Buccaneers. Shaq Lawson at defensive end from the Jets. Vaughn Miller from the Rams at linebacker. Their only key loss to me is Mario Addison, who went to the Texans at defensive end, and he got replaced with repeat Shaq Lawson. I don't think this team got any worse than last season's team. Much better. Much, much better. If this team stays healthy, goodness gracious, they should go straight to the Super Bowl representing the AFC. 11.5 wins. I haven't seen one person project or predict the Bills to win under 11.5 games since the win totals came out. So I'm easily taking the over on the Bills. I see them winning the AFC in total. I'm going to just say it now. So... As long as this team stays healthy, as long as Josh Allen produces uh, at his normal expected rates for passing and rushing, this team is going to be fantastic this season. And uh, the Bills Mafia jumping through tables, lighting stuff on fire in the parking lot to cook out, you know, tailgate, I should say, not cook out. But the stuff that they're going to be doing this season when their team wins every home game my goodness, this is going to be primetime television worthy. I can't wait to see it. I'm on the Bills hype train. Um, I don't know what more to say. I'm just super excited to see the Bills, but not nearly as excited as I am to see the next team on this list. Miami Dolphins, baby. They recently got investigated by the NFL for tampering allegations with Tom Brady and Sean Payton and Peyton Manning. Um, owner was fined. They lost draft picks. Um, whatever else happened. Some executives also got fined. But you know what? It doesn't take away from the on-field action that's about to take place this season with the Miami Dolphins, baby. Last season, going 9-8, and eight, finishing third in the division. The win total from FanDuel is 8.5 wins. I have taken the over because 9 wins last season and all of these key additions for this season makes it look like a piece of cake. As long as Tua Tagovailoa can stay healthy. And you know what? If he can't, the first key addition on this list, Teddy Bridgewater, was competitive with the Broncos last season. 
a team that lives off of the defense and Teddy Bridgewater not being a standout quarterback. He's going to back up Tua if he gets hurt. I don't even see that much of a drop-off if he does get replaced. Teddy might not be as mobile or have as big of an arm, whatever you want to say about Tua. Some of those training camp videos coming out right now with him throwing deep balls to Tyreek Hill have got my hopes sky high. Watching this team, Teddy Bridgewater brought in to back him up. Three new running backs in the form of Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals, Sonny Michelle from the Rams, and Raheem Mostert from the 49ers. If you tell me any of those three names aren't eye-popping, like, whoa, they got all three of those, you're lying to yourself. Chase Edmonds, I said this in my win-loss prediction, is nothing special. He's a little short for the position, and he kind of lost out in Arizona from James Conner, who had a ridiculous season last year. But Chase Edmonds is still good. Started off the season as a good receiving target out of the backfield for Kyler Murray. I think he'll do kind of the same for Tua Tagovailoa. Sonny Michelle, we've all seen him in Super Bowls with New England, with the Rams. Sonny Michelle gives you what you need. Raheem Mostert, if you don't remember Raheem Mostert outrunning everybody when he was with the 49ers for about two seasons straight, you're missing out. Oh, and by the way, did I mention also on the offense, they added uh, some guy named Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs at wide receiver. So now we got Tyreek Hill, three new running backs, a better backup quarterback, and and an upgraded offensive tackle named Teron Armstead from the Saints. Originally at left tackle, but I wonder since Tua is left-handed if they will move him to right tackle or not. Regardless, upgrade on the offensive line, major upgrade on the offensive line. And on the defensive side, we got Melvin Ingram from the Chiefs at linebacker. I mean, what's not to love about this Miami Dolphins team? Eight and a half wins seems like a joke to me, to be honest with you. Going nine and eight last year and adding all of those names to this team? Goodness me. I'm excited if you can't tell. We're only two teams in and I'm already drooling over the prospect in the AFC East. The key loss to me, only one that stuck out, was Jason McCourty, who retired at safety. And I think the offense can score enough points to make up for what they lost on the defense. Just my thought. Oh, the next team on this list has me all sorts of confused. Don't know what to expect from this team. The New England Patriots. Last year, they went 10-7, and seven, finishing second to the Bills. Over-under win projection is 8.5. I went under just because I'm very confused by this team and not sure what to expect. The key additions I've got here, Devontae Parker, the Dolphins wide receiver from last season, Malcolm Butler from the Titans at cornerback, and Jabril Peppers from the Giants at safety. You should know Malcolm Butler from the game-winning interception against the Seahawks in the Super Bowl for the Patriots. Jabril Peppers was a safety out of Michigan who was highly touted, played for the Giants his whole career up until this point. Devontae Parker was a um, what was said to be a stud wide receiver who played for the Dolphins and just never really became more of anything than a team favorite kind of guy. No eye-popping numbers, but consistent productivity when he's healthy. The losses to the team for the Patriots, J.C. Jackson at cornerback, which looking at this, Malcolm Butler would slide into that place. Another loss in Keel Harry, who got traded to the Bears at wide receiver, replaced by Devontae Parker. I'm just very confused by the Patriots. I know they're going to come out and win a fair few amount of games, be competitive in every single one of them. 
I'm just not so sure how much I see them winning. I kind of said this in my win-loss. It's just kind of like looking at them on paper, they don't look that impressive or like they're going to do a lot. But at the same time, it's still New England, and we all hate New England because of how much they win. The owner, it all just kind of adds up. Sorry, Patriots fans, but you know it's true. So I'm not sure what to make of the Patriots. I went under just because I'm not sure what to make of them. Eight and a half seems like a lot to me for not knowing what to expect from them. And the last team in this division, the New York Jets. Last season went 4-13, and finishing last. Win projection total from FanDuel, 5.5 wins. I took the over on this one. The additions to the team look pretty decent. We got Garrett Wilson drafted 10th overall out of the Ohio State University. Then we got C.J. Uzoma from the Bengals at tight end. Lakin Tomlinson from the 49ers at guard. Ahmad Sauce Gardner drafted 4th overall at cornerback. D.J. Reed from the Seahawks at quarter, cornerback. And Jordan Whitehead from the Buccaneers at safety. The losses to this team, Jamison Crowder from, went to the Bills. Shaq Lawson went to the Bills, wide receiver and defensive end respectively. And Marcus May left to the Saints at safety. So looking at this, we have um, Garrett Wilson replacing Jamison Crowder's position. Shaq Lawson's place not really replaced. Marcus May replaced by Jordan Whitehead. I think... The Jets will get better as long as Zach Wilson gets better and doesn't continue throwing stupid interceptions. As long as that's the case, this team is going to be much, much better. I had them at 7-10 and 10 because you kind of know how they're going to play. The team obviously got better than it did, got worse. Uh, I literally just depends on Zach Wilson, though. I think they should win six games. I think that over is an easy bet for me. Easy to take, predict, whatever you'd like to say. But it all depends on Zach Wilson. If he develops or regresses, that's going to be the story of this season for the Jets. But I think they're going to do better than five and a half wins. So now down to my odds for the division. The AFC East, we have the Bills, heavy favorites at minus 220. Miami Dolphins, second on the list, plus 450. New England Patriots, plus 500. And New York Jets, plus 2400. I take the Bills to win here, but if you're a risky, risky person and you like the look of the Dolphins team like I do, plus 450 is fantastic odds for a team that looks as exciting and dynamite as the Dolphins. All those new additions on offense are going to keep them in games. Maybe not as good as a solid defense would for others, but I like the look of the offense. I still think the Bills will be a better team, win more games overall, and take care of business in the division so next the other half of this episode we got the AFC West and this is quarterback central this division right here we're going to dive headfirst into it with the biggest addition to the teams probably in this whole division um maybe second biggest but we'll get to it the Denver Broncos last season they went seven and ten and got last in the division which is crazy to think their over-under projection is 9.5 wins. I took the over. The key additions to this team being Russell Wilson at quarterback and Randy Gregory at defensive end. If you remember, the Russell Wilson trade made the team give up. Drew Locke at quarterback, Noah Fant at tight end, and Shelby Harris at defensive tackle all going to the Seahawks. And then Teddy Bridgewater left. I don't think he's going to be missed with Russell Wilson in the picture. 
Randy Gregory, if you don't remember, um, was the one who was from the Cowboys, had an extension offer agreed upon, and then hijacked at the last minute by the Broncos. I think the defense was already stout enough, as you can tell by the record at 7-10 and 10 last season, to keep Teddy Bridgewater in games. Now, if you have Russell Wilson throwing the ball, as long as you keep the offense healthy and give him targets, Russ will cook, Russ will hit them, Russ will score points for you. The occasional choke job in a close game is something that, having watched Russ in Seattle and enjoying him for years, since his days in college at NC State at Wisconsin, is something that he's going to do. But over under 9.5 wins, I think, is easy to go over. That's a 10-7 and seven record. That's saying they're going to win three more games, adding Russell Wilson and Randy Gregory, while pretty much only losing starter, backup quarterback, a younger tight end, and a defensive tackle. I think they're going to get better. I think 10 wins is reasonable for them. I'm taking the over. That's just me. But we move on. The Kansas City Chiefs. This is another team like the New England Patriots. I have no idea what to expect. Last season, they went 12-5, and winning the division. The over-under on wins is 10.5. And, and I got the spicy hot take of going under. You heard me right. Under 10.5 wins for the Chiefs. They started so slow last season. I remember there was talk of them not even making the playoffs. And now this season, they added Ronald Jones from the Buccaneers at running back. Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver from the Steelers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling from the Packers at wide receiver. Carlos Dunlap at defensive end from the Seahawks. And Justin Reed at safety from the Texans. But the losses that this team took, to me, outweigh any of the incomings. When you hear these names, I think you'll understand why. Most of these names are ones you hear in every single Chiefs game, making a huge, huge impact. First of all, Tyreek Hill, I've already discussed. One NFL executive called him just another wide receiver. I would beg to differ. Watch what him and Patrick Mahomes do together, did together. Sorry, Chiefs fans. Before, um, ridiculous to say he's just another wide receiver. I'm excited to see him in Miami, but it's a huge loss for the uh, Chiefs. The other huge loss to me, Tyron Matthew going to the Saints. He was literally the heartbeat of that defense. If you don't believe me, watch one game from last season and tell me he's not all over the field. He's rushing. He's covering. He's tackling an open field. He does everything for that defense, and he's gone. I know Justin Reed's a good name, big name. People know him. He's not Tyron Matthew, though. You know what I mean? Tyron Matthew had the system down. He knew what was expected of him, and he always went above and beyond it. I'm just not sure Justin Reed even comes close to filling those shoes at wide receiver with Tyreek Hill gone. This doesn't even mention Byron Pringle leaving for the Bears, Demarcus Robinson leaving for the Raiders. That's three of the biggest names that they had at receiver leaving, and Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling coming in to replace them. Nowhere near the same dynamic as what they had before the the three that are gone now Tyreek Pringle and Robinson all three being speed receivers the other two that are coming in are not that at least to me so that we've only talked about the offense as well here's some uh, defensive players that the Chiefs have lost we got Jaron Jaron I don't know how to say it J-A-R-R-A-N I'm going to say it's Jaron 
Reed, left for the Packers defensive tackle, Melvin Ingram, the linebacker, leaving for the Dolphins, and Trevarius Ward at cornerback, leaving for the 49ers. If you recognize two of those three names, I know that you've watched a Chiefs game before because they're mentioned in almost every single series on defense for the Chiefs in every single game. Huge losses for the Chiefs. Huge losses for the Chiefs. And they can sign and add all the players that they want. It's not the same quality and the familiarity to the system. I think they're going to start off slow this season, just like every other season they have. And I think 10.5 wins is a lot for this team, regardless of your opinion on them. Just looking at the in and outs like I've read, I don't see much, if any, improvement from last year. At best, I think they go 12-5 and five again. At best. I think I even projected them going 10-7 and seven in my projection last episode. Next team up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders last season going 10-7, and seven, finishing second in the division. Their over-under projection this season is 8.5 wins, which is absolutely crazy to me. I'm taking the over on that one. I see them going 10-7 and seven again, or 11-6 and six maybe even. Key additions here. Devontae Adams, who Madden has him rated 99 overall club. He's one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, left the Packers to come to the Raiders. Demarcus Robinson, the receiver out of the Chiefs that we mentioned earlier. And Chandler Jones from the Cardinals, who was, I know he's led the league in sacks before, always up there at the top of the stat board end of the season in terms of sacks. And he's replacing Yannick Ngakwe, who left to go to the Colts. And Marcus Mariota left the backup role to go play for the Falcons. Looking at 10-7 and seven last season, and you're adding two upgrades on wide receiver, um, keeping Derek Carr and replacing Yannick Ngakwe with Chandler Jones. How does this team not get better? I think this is one of the easiest win totals for me to say the result Second, maybe only to the New York Jets. Over eight and a half wins all day for me for the Raiders. They're always competitive in games they shouldn't be. They always win a game or two that they shouldn't. I think this this team is going to be better than last season's by a long shot, Just specifically just on offense. I see them winning over eight and a half games. The last team in the division we got is the Los Angeles Chargers. Last season going nine and eight, finishing third. Their over-under win total is 9.5, and, and I have no idea how here, but I have them going under 9.5 wins, finishing 9-8 and eight again. Key additions, we got J.C. Jackson coming in from the Patriots to play cornerback, Sebastian Joseph Day from the Rams playing defensive tackle, Khalil Mack from the Bears to play linebacker, and no real key losses that stick out. Um, Yeah, I did my win-loss predictions. Predictions. Predictions, predictions. Yep, we are on fire right now. Um, my prediction, um, about you know a week ago, I think I when I sent the episode out. I just think depends on the chemistry and where the games are being played for the Chargers winning. I can easily see them winning twelve games, but I could also see them winning eight or seven. Depends on how these new players come in, mesh. I mean, the quality is there. Khalil Mack was a monster for the Bears for years. One of the few bright spots that they had on defense. J.C. Jackson's coming off a year where everyone knew the name and knew to watch out for him. Sebastian Joseph Day is another guy. Everyone knows the name, whether he gives you massive production or not. And he played alongside Aaron Donald. So, I mean, you knew he was always in on the quarterback. But 
Chargers are going to be exciting to watch again this year. Another team I'm looking forward to watch. So here's the odds for the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite, plus 155. Second, we got the Los Angeles Chargers, plus 240. Denver Broncos, plus 260. And Las Vegas Raiders, crazy, plus 700. I picked the Broncos to win this division. Um, I think plus 260 is a good number. I think plus 700 on the Raiders, though, is a crazy number because I think that they will be just as good, if not better, than the Chargers at plus 240. Um, Kansas City, I've already gone through. Don't really know what to think of them. Kind of not really buying their stock. I think it's either going to be Denver or Vegas, to be honest with you, going through the two worst odds. Best for me, though, we're going to get some value out of it. I think Broncos are going to win this division if the Chiefs slip up at all. So that's the end of this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed Let me know what you think. If I'm right or wrong in your eyes, let me know what you think. And I will be back again. I'm trying to do these every day, so hopefully tomorrow this one goes out. I will talk to you then. Bye-bye.